there's just lots of disrespectful people now you know what i mean and like mm. i see kids nowadays thinking it's funny to smack their parents and put it oh, online bro, and stuff like that, that. to I me it's that just shit. like that's not even funny you know no like, and that's what like i don't know it just it shows and let's be honest a lot of users on tiktoks are kids and so mm-hmm. they see this and that and you know just ass shaking titties bouncing whatever mm-hmm. and just you know kids <laughs> just smacking their parents with whatever it's like bro i don't know to me that's not even funny bro like welcome back everybody to another episode of the my mike and i podcast i am noah alvarez and well i did make this announcement on social media but in case you did not know i am going to be dropping episodes every other week from here probably on till november ish for those of you don't know i coach football high school football and seasons you know starting up right around the corner we started summer football already it's a big time commitment and it's just a little bit less on my plate and if i can take a little bit less off my plate for season put more time in for there well then i'm gonna do so so hope you guys understand i'll be dropping new episodes every other week from now probably until this not december until november until around thanksgiving time so just to kind of give you guys a heads up but yes welcome back to another episode of the my mic and i podcast episode 157 and before we get into this week's guest man you guys gotta stay up on true 100 radio spelled t-r-u the number one hundred radio give them a follow on the social medias twitter instagram and be sure to check out that website again spelled t-r-u the number one hundred radio.com we got some big things coming later this year i can't say specifics just yet but we will be making an announcement within the next month and a half or so so be sure to tap in with those social media platforms and we also got some articles up on there. We have other great podcasts. Not only this one, as but we have podcasts like The Front Row Seat. We have podcasts like You're Doing Fine Miha, The Morning Routine, Stupid Geniuses, A Sip of Crime. Plenty of podcasts up on that platform. Be sure to go check it out. Again, one more time. That's at True 100 Radio, spelled T-R-U, the number one, 100radio.com. Shout out to Jamal Bostic. He was a guest a few episodes ago on the podcast, but he's also one of the main cogs of True 100 Radio. So shout out to you for putting in so much work behind the scenes. And shout out to the entire True 100 team. Really appreciate of you guys. Now, I did want to say also go ahead and give a follow to the My Mike and I Instagram page at my period Mike and period I. I do like to promote visual and audio snippets for the podcast. I also do like to promote any artists that I've had on the show or any you know person that I've had on the show, whether they have a new clothing line drop, whether they have a new seminar they're going to be a part of, or just anything, honestly. Just try and stay in tapped in with a lot of the guests that I've had on this show and whatever they have going on, including like this past weekend, there was the Day of Unity event over in Tulare, California. Um, I had the pleasure of going with my friends Sammy, Marcella, and Mercy, and they were vendors as well as Sammy being a performer there. I also got to catch Carson performing. No boy Tony didn't get to perform, but he did do something cool for Brown Issues. That was cool too. I met the people from Brown Issues, some people from Brown Issues who were there recording, getting some footage, meeting some artists. It was just a really cool networking event, and it was cool to see the different vendors. It was cool to see the different performers, and it was hot too, 100 plus degrees, and we were sweating our balls off, or actually we were sweating, we were sweating our chest off, because not everyone has balls. But it was a good time, overall a good time. Shout out to Randy and his family too, 
for being so hospitable and letting us stay at their place this past weekend. So you can check out more footage from that on the My Mike and I Instagram page. And as I go to more events to this summer, whether it's local or maybe sometimes out of the area, just to support artists, just to support other people that have been on the show and things that they got going on. I will definitely keep you guys tapped in with that. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, well, it's more of a personal account at underscore Noah Alvarez. Do promote the podcast on there, but I also like to give a lot of sports takes, hip hop takes and other stuff too. So those are two platforms. Follow me. And of course, now we can get into this week's guest. Can I get a drum roll, please? This week's guest, well, he's none other than the one and only Reggie Levy. Reggie Levy, man, I, I met him through, or actually I heard about him through a series of different artists that I got to interview over the past year and a half. Um, shout out to 80, shout out to KOLA. Um, they basically introduced me to Reggie, I've been following him on social media. And something, you know, an artist that I always wanted to interview, but we finally made the time for it this past month. So, without further ado, hope you enjoy the conversation with my man, Reggie Levy, and myself. Thank you again, man, for hopping onto the show, oh, coming out all this way. No, I appreciate you for having me, man. Yeah. So, what was, uh, what was like your earliest encounter with music? Not even just making music, but just from a child. From a child, um, just a backstory, my dad, uh, he used to be in a... Um, a band back in Indonesia. We uh, I was born there, and so um, my dad was a he was actually a famous musician back home, and so oh, sure. um, I, I just remember you know sometimes we'd go on tour with him, and then um, uh, there was a, a time as well where um, they had like the Indonesian Music Awards MTV and stuff like that, and I just saw his band just constantly getting awards, you know, and I just remember that vividly. We we're watching in my grandma's house, and so yeah, and I don't know, and then when we moved here. Uh, my dad kind of taught my siblings and I how to play the instruments and he taught me the guitar he taught my brother uh, to play the drums and then my sister kind of like the piano and mm -hmm. so then we formed a band and so that was really kind of like the whole start of my music you know just just through all that okay so mm -hmm. it runs in the family then yeah yeah all right yeah so it's dope it's dope I, I'm, I'm very thankful for that experience you know okay how old were you when you moved to the United States? I was I was about six. We moved here back in two thousand and one. Okay. And so yeah, it was it was it was crazy. It was a, it was a culture shock. I didn't I didn't know a lick of English, man. Like yeah. I I didn't know how to speak English. I didn't. All I knew was like hi and bye. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know how to talk to people, and it was just definitely a culture shock. Cause like back home in Indonesia, you just see your people in a sense. Yeah. Over here, I mean, there's different like cultures and ethnicities, and you mm -hmm. know so. What's the native language in Indonesia? Indonesian. Okay. So yeah, we we, we still I, I still speak Indonesian fluently. Okay, nice. So, mm -hmm. Do you yeah. remember a lot of like Indonesia and like your home back then? Um, not really, to be honest with you. Okay. Not really. I don't I don't remember too much of it because yeah. I mean like we moved here fairly young, you know. So yeah. it's like my mind is just kind of just. Do you guys know why you move or just um, opportunity? I feel like yeah, opportunity for sure. My, my my parents sacrificed their like careers back home just so my siblings and I can have like a better education here. You know. Uh, okay, right on. Right. So. Okay. Parents sacrifice. Nice. All right. Mm -hmm. So I know you mentioned the band with your siblings, but what was like the first thing you ever recorded like yourself? The first thing I recorded with myself, um, actually, it was way back. I think two thousand and nine, and. My friend came through. Uh, we used to live in Loma Linda. He came through with his gear, and then um, 
I was working on like this bullshit ass EP, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it was it was just it was it was just so it, it it was dope because it was kind of the start of like my whole like oh snap this is like I like this a lot, you know? And yeah. So, but that was for sure like the the first like start of it all, you know. Thanks to him, he came through with his mic and his laptop. I didn't understand how to control anything at the mm-hmm. time, and so he recorded me, and then from there, yeah. Right on. Okay, so when did you or when did you come up with the name Reggie Le- Levy? So Reggie Levy is actually my name. Um, okay. My, my 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 full name is actually Reggie Leviandra. Okay. Um, but um, it wasn't until like two two thousand and seven or eight. I just kind of shortened it, and because it looked even, it, and it was just eight letters in Reggie Levy, and so and I kind of designed my logo with like the R L and the big ass E G mm. and V and the big ass I, and so you know what I mean. So um, yeah, that's really how I came about it. Uh, like funny background story, man. Um, my 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 last name. So in Indonesia, it's actually like a, um, it's very common where uh, parents kind of name their kids' last name. Mm. So my whole family, we actually all have different last names. Really? Yeah. And, okay. and some people are like, oh, are you guys adopted or something like that? <laughs> no, nah, because like, um, my last name actually comes from the, the, the brand Levi's. Oh, so my shit. parents, they when they were like, uh, you know, in that in their talking phase, whatever, and, you know, while they were married or whatever, they... um. Their favorite brand was actually Levi's, and that's really how I got my last name. Is because it was, yeah. Really? So their first name, what'd you say, it was Levi Andre? Levi Andre, yeah. Levi Andre. Damn, yeah. that's pretty dope. You named it after the yeah, jeans. Yeah, it's did crazy. They, did they have like the jeans company over there or what? Oh yeah, yeah. Indonesia. Levi's is pretty big, yeah. Okay. Back home as well. I mean, worldwide. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah. Underestimated them. <laughs> yeah, Levi's is a huge company for sure. Okay, so who were some like outside of your pops? Who was like some of your uh like other musical influences? Uh, see that that differs a lot because um. You know, growing up, I, I used to, I, I wasn't a big fan of hip hop at all, and mm-hmm. so I used to just always listen to bands, you know, like Paramore and mm. and uh, Fall Out Boys, and you know, um. See, I can't even think of some Green names. Day. Oh, Green Day for sure. Yeah, yeah. and Panic um, at the Disco. But Panic at the Disco. So yeah. all all like the whole rock scene, the emo scene, all those. You know what I mean? Those yeah. bands, bro. Um boys like girls and all that and i was just always so heavy into that um they they for sure for sure like one of my like like musical inspirations but then as soon as i start to get into hip-hop you know i start to because when it comes to like rap and hip-hop i had to teach myself about that Mm. i I didn't grow up in a house where saturday sundays my parents were banging like hip-hop music (laughs) yeah in the crib so i kind of just had to like learn and like learn from friends and whatnot and so um but yeah, it was it was crazy. But then even when I was listening to like rock music at the time, or like you know, um, indie music, whatever, you know, you had Eminem, Fifty Cent, mm-hmm. Game, and Kanye West, Jay Z, and mm-hmm. all in that early two thousand era. So, yeah, and I kind of just grew a fond of it. I was like, wow, this is dope, you know. And so that's cool though. Like yeah. you pull from like different right, outside right. of hip hop and mm-hmm. rap too, because I mean, when I listen to your music, it's like very unique. It's not I it doesn't sound like a lot of other music mm-hmm. that like people try and make, and right. you know, so people are always trying to ride different waves and right, whatnot right. and try and mimic another artist. Mm-hmm. But yours is very unique. It stands out. But I think it's because you, like you just mentioned, you pull from different like sources. You know, right, right, right. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. It, it was, it's dope. It's dope. I, that's why I feel like I feel like as a as a music artist, you have to kind of like be open and mindful to different genres. Mm-hmm. You know, because really there's no such thing as a bad genre and mm-hmm. that's that's really how my brother and I we kind of started the this little group that we got going on or like collective 
we called it a bad genre because there's, there's really no such thing as a bad genre mm. in, in any genre just kind of like movies kind of like books whatever um there's somebody who's gonna be a fan of it no yeah. matter what you know so shit's crazy all right how'd you start that collective about you said is it called the bad genre yeah so um my brother came up with the name and then um we've always talked and you know i've always just told him like yo one day like let's just start a collective or like you know in hopes to become a label so yeah all in due time but okay yeah it, it, it'd be dope it'd be dope but right now you know it's just a bunch of the homies and whatnot so nice do you guys look up to like look up to any other collectives or groups like that me personally uh growing up for sure odd future yeah uh the pro era joey yeah. badass that was like you know i mean tde yeah yeah okay those are definitely yeah, like dominated like the youtube area youtube era yes. and even like that piff and that piff like, i remember that yeah downloading mixtapes and shit you yeah. know like that was like such a big that, those were the groups you know right, like right yeah. yeah damn i remember that that piff era and like they have a something i forgot what it was called it was like the it was like a gorilla you know what i'm talking about no I, w- I would always just download shit from there. <laughs> Probably. There's like a bunch of different sites like that. Was it was a LimeWire, right? No, no, no. <laughs> LimeWire was a classic, though. Yeah, of course. Man. That's how everyone hella, got their stuff. Uh, viruses from that shit, man. <laughs> shit was like, crazy. Like, mom, why is there viruses? Right. She's like, why is there viruses on the computer? Hella viruses. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So, when did you first start making, like, music that sounds like the music that you make now? Like, where was the growth or the process and how that began? Um... I think it's when I just started to listen to more music. I mean, just opening up my my uh, my ears to just more sounds, and especially when it came to like the whole SoundCloud era back in like 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. 15, 16. You know what I mean? You know, and that's when. Auto tune was for sure like picking up, mm-hmm. and so I like to sing. I'm not a great singer. Mm-hmm. You know, I. I I can sing, but I'm not a great singer. So, but I can also tell when when someone's off key and whatnot. And so, yeah, that's why I use auto tunes because I feel like it, it helped me a lot. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so, and it was dope because it's like everybody was rarely just getting on board with that. And I re- I remember I, I dropped an, uh, a mixtape back in like 2014, 15, and it was just just full of auto tune. And then I had some like some old friends are like oh man like dude it's too much auto-tune this and that or like fuck auto-tune <laughs> and now they're using it so it's yeah. like you know what i mean but it's just like you just gotta try to like not really hop on the wave but it's just like you have to be able to to be versatile as mm-hmm. an artist that's why like i salute drake because if you this man came out what back in 2006 2007 yeah. he's still going you know what i mean so mm-hmm. and he just knows what's hot and he just plugs himself in in each and every shit because he just know what's hot right he can so, always adapt to like exactly. what's kind of in yeah and that that's what you got to do i feel like the best artist knows how to adapt to you mm-hmm. know what i mean whatever is going on right now just because to it, it's relevant whatever and he just taps in i mean when migos dropped the uh Versace, Versace. I mean, he yeah. hopped on that. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and um, freaking Blockboy JB, he hopped on that. And so, like, he knows what's hot, bro. And he just, he helps them out. And then mm. just, you know, kind of bounce out. That's how I see it. But it's just like, damn. Mm-hmm. Salute to that man. Yeah. But even going back to the auto-tune, like, conversation, I, I, it reminds me of, like, I never, we were too young to remember, but, like, the internet. Right, right. Like, a lot of people were against the internet. Mm-hmm. They thought it was going to be bad. But, like, at the end of the day, like, they should have seen, like, the, 
the power of the internet and what it was going to do. And like, that's kind of like auto tune reminds me, like, even though people are against it, Mm -hmm. like look at the industry now, like a lot of people use auto tune, which is kind of like so common. Like, so even if you hate it, like you got to understand like what it's capable (coughs) of or what its potential is, you know, Mm -hmm. and try and ride that wave, you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy, bro. Like that you brought that up. Cause I mean, like, it's really true how like now back then when you want to become a recording artist, you have to have talent. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm just saying, like you have to legit know somebody. You have to have a proper management mm-hmm. label, whatever, to put you inside a studio. Now we have affordable mics. Now mm-hmm. we have affordable studio times, and mm-hmm. now everybody just records music, you know. And so, yeah. um, and then now we have platforms such as Instagram. I mean, SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Now TikTok. Like what's crazy is that like people from TikTok, it's like they are getting signed to labels just because they have clout and mm-hmm. labels aren't looking for people no more They're, they don't want to get somebody from the ground kind of build them up because that's a waste of their money mm. they'd want to get someone who already has clout and just kind of like alright I'm assigned you just because you already have the amount of followers that we're looking for mm-hmm. so let's try to work with you drop some shit and then boom you know what I mean so yeah. it, it's crazy it's kind of messed up how I see it though because it's like I don't know man like it's just because like all these like artists who are actually talented mm-hmm they're always just getting you know what I mean like no love or yeah, yeah and they get overlooked for sure because of just artists who or you know even not even artists but like people who make funny content on TikTok mm-hmm. Instagram and they get signed and just drop a song just because you know what I mean I don't know yeah it's crazy how like the whole game changed but it is what it is yeah you have to adapt to it so yeah well, speaking of social media, I I believe you posted something about you took a social media break. Mm-hmm. How do you maneuver the use of social media for your art, posting music, or just even personal life and stuff? How do you navigate through that? Um. So so, the reason for my break was because um I I work as an audio engineer, and um, I I I've been getting booked nonstop, and I got to the point where it's like, damn, dude, I started to become unmotivated with myself and uninspired mm. just because it's like. I was working with so many other artists that I, I start to like lose my creativity, you know, and so, I, and when I get home, I don't even want to do anything or do shit about music, and I don't want to even hear music just because I'm just like over it, you know. And so yeah. I told the guys, I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna just take a week break off," and which which I did last week, and kind of just, you know, stayed away from from music and the <clears throat> studio. Um, but you know, as an artist, we have to. Th- that that's that's the problem for me though, because it's hard, man. As an artist. Anything, anything art, you have to use social media because that's how you get yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Not just to like your friends, whatever, to the world. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We live in a social media era and we're, we, we have to kind of showcase in our, ourself. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just hard. It's always, that, it's always that struggle with me personally. Like, damn, I want to post, but I don't want to over post. Mm. Or, or like, let's say I do post, but it's like, damn, I'm not getting the proper likes that I want. Or I'm not getting the proper engagement that I got. You know what I mean? And so, and and the Instagram algorithm is just so confusing nowadays, yeah. bro. Because it's like, I'll post a post and then boom, it shoots up, whatever. You know what I mean? I get the proper engagements, interactions. And then, and then but then my story views would drop. Mm. Or my story views will be at a good, you know what I mean? thousands whatever but then my 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 likes will drop and it's just like how do i defeat this shit yeah it's like i don't know bro like you don't it's very hard man like i feel like they they make it against you know i mean artists and you just got to find a way to kind of like i don't know battle that is um so Mm -hmm. it's it's just it's just tough you know so but that's that's some like shit that i for sure be struggling with and just because it's just like i want to get myself out there properly you know yeah it's hard when 
you know, you have a company that, you know what I mean? I don't know. So. Yeah, I struggle with that too, even with the podcast. Like, right, right. You know, I want to promote on the page of the mm-hmm. social medias and, and, you know, sometimes I get caught number watching though. You know, like this post will do, and I, I think like, okay, I select this clip. It's kind of like not my favorite clip, but it's a clip that I think will do good. Right. It does better than my favorite clip because I right. post a favorite clip later and it's just like, all right, this got yeah. less views. So it's, it's kind of tricky and then it kind of gets frustrating. So yeah, I, no, I, you got to find that balance of like how not to not pay attention but like i guess care too much mm-hmm. or be too invested in the right. numbers you know but but that's uh, that's definitely where I, I feel like the the unhealthiness and like the whole mental yeah. illness of, of social media comes in it's just because we're so just i guess addicted to just looking at the numbers and it's yeah. just like damn bro like why didn't i you know what i mean like yeah. i don't know man like you ever watch that documentary on netflix um the social dilemma no i've no. heard about it but yeah I've you gotta check it. that shit out have you guys watched it no, I okay. Yeah, check that out because it, it talks about that how like the apps they're because they're all free, right? Mm-hmm. And so like they there was a quote where it was like if apps are free, then the thing like that's being sold is like our time. Mm. So we're like we're spending so much time on there and they're competing for our time with Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, right. all those different apps, right? And um, you know they're they're constantly trying, they're constantly maneuvering and adapting their algorithm. So that we can constantly stay on there longer and longer, but also like, you know, they talks about like the mental health effects and mm-hmm. just like how people get like anxious with it, depressed because right. of it, or all kinds of different stuff with it. And it's pretty crazy. It's honestly like they go super in depth. Right. There's like a lot of science backing it, but they also like interview a lot of different people in the documentary. Yeah. So it's legit yeah. a mental Ill- illness, man. Like I mean, I mean, I'm sure we've cro- like came across like some friends or just people we know on Instagram who really try to act like they're famous or whatever yeah. but they're really not and it's just like you know what mm-hmm. I mean or like and sometimes when people would buy followers or likes just to try to like <sighs> just to try to be like oh like I'm the shit online yeah. but it's just like bro we know you buy it or you know yeah. what I mean sometimes you know what I mean like you see cats with like seven, ten thousand plus followers but then only get like a hundred likes or fifty likes and it yeah. just doesn't add up bro it's because they're shadow banned and mm-hmm. not that many people know what shadow banning is you know and you gotta you know what I mean more if you use third party apps for Instagram, you can get shadow banned. If you buy followers, buy likes, buy views, all that shit, you get shadow banned. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're not gonna pop up in the explore page. You're not gonna pop up in people's feed. You're not gonna pop. It's just crazy. There's a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Damn. So, yeah. It's crazy how all that works, yeah, man. Yeah, bro. I've just been trying to learn how to kind of like how do I. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like as again, like as an artist or just anyone who's like into business or trying to put themselves out, you have to kind of understand mm-hmm. what you are using because. Instagram, all these other um, social media apps, they're the tools, you know what I mean, for, mm-hmm. for us. And so um, you just got to learn how to use these tools. So. Yeah, because, I mean, think about it. It's like it's like the yellow pages. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of, like, businesses on Instagram, whether it's, like, a, a lawn service or, you know, freaking people who make, like, clothes or whatever. Like, they can promote there. And, like, but back then, like, before, like, in our parents' generation, they were using the yellow pages. Right, like, where can true. I get this? Where can I get right. that? On the newspaper or something like that. newspapers, yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot different, I think. And I think... In hindsight, you could say it's better because it's a lot more accessible. Mm-hmm. But then it's just it's just a lot more trickier. You That's know, it's right, not you're like yeah. you're just putting an ad out on the paper mm-hmm. or on this yellow pages book or whatever. Right, right. If there's a, a whole tricky algorithm to it. But I mean, it's definitely like I think what I've learned from my use of social media is like you gotta you gotta clean like what you're following. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think like I've recently like kind of followed more wholesome accounts or like mm-hmm. accounts that have like good quotes or just like good right, like positive right. vibes good energy kind of you know mm-hmm. good stuff and i feel like that's helped my use of social media not be so addicted to it right. and like not also like care too much like about being honest so much mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah i feel that yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you gotta change up your algorithm, man. Instagram's like news nowadays. That's mm-hmm. that's true. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I I completely agree. Mm-hmm. But that that's also why like I follow like Say Cheese TV and academics is yeah. because it's just like I also just want to know what's going on in like the hip hop culture as well as well or just you know what I mean just just what's going on in just music you know what's popping right now or this and that and so yeah. So, but, it definitely feels like every other day though mm-hmm. like you know I mean, there's always something bad that's getting posted right. on social media that's, that's true and that's you know that's the ugly reality I feel like sometimes of the world but you just gotta find that balance you know mm-hmm. right on it's 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 hella uh, tricky for sure mm-hmm. I don't know and like I, I, I don't even like like TikTok I was on TikTok maybe for like a span of a month but mm. I was just like this is not me you know yeah. what I mean I don't know it, it there's just lots of disrespectful people now, you know what I mean? And like mm. I see kids nowadays thinking it's funny to smack their parents and put them oh, online bro, and stuff I hate like that. that. Shit. To I me, hate it's that just shit. like that's not even funny, you know? No. Like, and that's what like I don't know. It just it shows. And let's be honest, a lot of users on TikToks are kids, and so mm-hmm. they see this and that, and you know, just ass shaking, titties bouncing, whatever, mm-hmm. and just you know, kids just smacking their parents with whatever. It's like, bro, I don't know. To me, that's not even funny, bro. Like, mm-hmm. or like, I mean, we, sometimes I'll share these guys, like we share like back and back. We're like, I mean, you've probably seen it. We're like, uh, they're at the grocery store and like they toss it at people's head and act yeah. like they don't know who it was. And yeah. It's like, like, yeah, I mean, I guess it, it's kind of funny, but, but seeing too much of that is just like, all right, bro. Like that can, I just, just, just imagine if that was your parents at the other end, you know what yeah. I mean? It's, Bro, like, that's not, like, I don't know, bro, you know what I'm saying? And whenever I see stuff like that, I always ask, would they do it if they weren't being filmed? Right. Would there exactly. be any motivation to do something like that? Right. If, if you weren't being filmed? No, they weren't. They, no. They, they, they won't do it at all because, obviously, it's just for the clout. It's just right. for the attention. It's, it's for the, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. For online and, yeah. Yeah. That's what I hate. I mean, the parent thing kind of bugs me because, mm-hmm. you know, like, especially, like, my parents, if I ever oh, yeah. hit them, they'd what? be like, what the <laughs> fuck, you know? But I think also, too, like you said, the ra- like random people at yeah. the grocery store, I think one, I, I forgot what that party thing is called, where you, like, yeah, pull it yeah, and it shoots put, confetti. Mm-hmm. And I've seen yeah. people do that. They're like, Psh, and it's like oh, what, yeah. what was that, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, man. That seems, yeah. that's like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to draw you bad karma, you know? For sure, for sure. Yeah. I, it's, to me, it's just like, damn, what if it was, like, your grandma at the other, like, at the other end, you know what I mean? Right. Or somebody else. Yeah. I don't know. People just don't think about stuff like that. And to me, it's just like, that's just highly disrespectful. I can't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't do that. I mean, I feel like it'd be better if it was planned. Let's yeah. just say, you know what I mean? You and went up to You them. and your homie are like, hey, can, you know what I mean? Whatever, then solid. But like, yeah. but then still like at the grocery store, whatever, and knocking down drinks or whatever, that's <laughs> kind of like, you know what I mean? I don't know, bro. I, I don't tolerate stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's just like, man, like some of these people, they just want to work and like, but then like, now they got to clean up some mess and I don't know, man. <laughs> Do you remember, I mean, this was before TikTok, I think, but this was, like, before COVID, too. People were taking the ice cream from, like, stores and then licking it oh, and putting yeah. it back. Like, that oh, was yeah. so gross. Yeah, Why were man. people doing that? And then that, there was that girl who got, like, hella years just for doing that. Yeah, yeah. good. I yeah. hope yeah, she no, stays real, there. Like, yeah, for real. Oh, I don't know people, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's, it's super interesting, but it's just, like, that's why it's, like, man, I feel like as a society we're like flopping bro Mm. you know yeah i think i mean because it's the instant gratification Mm -hmm. of social media that i think that hurts it i mean there's positive and negatives to social media and the phones yeah yeah most definitely i agree yeah i think i I know one of my favorite artists is j cole and he he talks about that you know like Mm -hmm. putting substance in music and putting substance in anything i feel like it's kind of going by the wayside and like you said it's whatever gets the most likes Mm -hmm. clicks that's kind of what's more popular 
that's what the kids are listening to that's what right they want to read or see yeah and that's why i feel like man music for sure has been kind of just dumbed down it's more so now who can make who can go viral Mm-hmm. Who can make a song that goes viral? Mm-hmm. And every every song, that's why all these TikTok songs have lots of hard-hitting 808s and mm-hmm. boom, boom. Yeah. just because kids can dance to it, hit the wall, whatever, you know what I mean? And so all that shit is just, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just for, okay, let's make a song, let's go viral, and then people can dance to it, and then boom. It, I don't know, man. To me, that's just so tacky, but I, I get it. I yeah. get it, but it's just like, because you know? you've seen other people get successful off of that right, and I right. think that's why yeah. and now people are like well I think I, I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and so yeah. I don't know but I I don't think there's like longevity in that at all not mm-hmm. at all you know what I mean so uh, but then you I mean you got people like J. Cole and Kendrick where they for sure I feel like them two are for sure the only like rap artists who I wouldn't say they're boom bat but very lyrical you know mm-hmm. what I mean and they're still going on till to this day and they started back in what 2009 and yeah. you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it's like they just cuz I mean you had 20 2012 to 2014 or 2015 was probably like in my opinion like one of like the best eras for hip hop music especially yeah. when we were in high school I mean you got you got TDE you had Schoolboy Q you had Absol and J-Rock mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. what I mean and you had Odd Future and, yeah. and just Joey Badass in his camp, uh, Flatbush Zombies and yeah, all these ASAP guys, ASAP, yeah, bro, and all that, and it was just dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was no, there was no like, like bullshit ass, like you know, just <laughs> there was, but they weren't getting like. I remember Hobson was kind of a thing. Okay, right? yeah, no, but um, well, yeah, Hobson, in my opinion, uh, like he, he knew what he was doing. Like, yeah, he's a genius. Kind of just like like a, uh, who is it? Who's who? Uh, kind of like like Child of the Creator. Like yeah. he knew what he was doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. They, they they know how to do it but it's not more so like oh I'm just gonna make music just for dances and videos and to go viral you know mm-hmm. what I mean I don't know yeah alright so I, sticking with the subject why do you make music what, what's the inspiration to make music the way you do I make music specifically just because it's my passion mm-hmm. I don't see myself doing nothing else on this earth man okay I, I really don't see myself doing nothing else on this earth um, I um, after high school uh, I went to college and I wanted to become like a, a biz I took business classes you know and then I was like man I'm not the smartest Asian bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not good with math I'm not good with numbers you know yeah. I mean simple math for sure you have to you, you gotta know your math you know but when it comes to business it's just like there's so much shit that like I don't really care about man this is mm-hmm. not me and so then I, I switched to psychology and I was like god this is really not me <laughs> I mean like I don't care like you know what I mean like for like what how people think in a sense I just I, I don't know I don't know man cause it's just like I think about the careers. So, say you go to college and then you get a degree, and then like, okay, so what are you gonna do after that? What what are like the career lines for you? You know, what yeah. I mean? so like if, you, if if let's just say I do graduate or I did graduate and then I, I get a co- uh, like a psych degree, I'm gonna be stuck in a dead end like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a, a job where it's like I'm gonna just some therapy or whatever. Just in my opinion. So it's just like, that's not me. You know, I want to mm-hmm. do something fun, and so. I want to do something fun that I love doing, which is music, and that's why I've stuck by it for so long. Like mm. my brothers and sisters, they don't even do music no more. Mm. My, my brother acts as my manager though, um, and and he's a business major, and so it kind of works out well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now he acts as my manager, and he kind of like gets me around and kind of link me up with some people, and so. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. That's tight. Yeah, I, I just don't see myself doing nothing else, and I, like I really can't see myself doing nothing else. I, I like whether whether I'm recording somebody or whether I'm just an artist myself performing. Mm-hmm. There's no other feeling like it, bro. Okay. It's like it's like every time before a performance, it feels like a when you when I go to Six Flags and like <laughs> I'm just waiting on that line to go on the roller coaster. Yeah. Because you know I. Mean? You get nervous as shit, you know. You see that drop, you're like, "Oh fuck, man!" Like, you know, what I mean, you get nervous, but then yeah. as soon as you go through it, you want to do it again. Yeah. And that's how performing feels like for me. Like, <laughs> I get nervous, I get shaky. You could ask, like, uh, the the homie Ko, my brother, my 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 friend uh, David, who's uh, our DJ. Every time before a show, bro, I always they know not to talk to me because <laughs> I'm just I'm nervous. I'm pacing back and forth. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm just quiet as shit because I'm just so nervous. And mm-hmm. um, but after. Uh, we perform I just want to get back on stage again you know mm. so it's that feeling okay do you do anything like have you learned to do anything that helps calm your nerves or no no nothing no. <laughs> I, enjoy, I embrace it now you know what I mean because okay. I feel like I feel like the day that I stop feeling that way is probably the day that I'm gonna stop music mm. you know what I'm saying because it's yeah. just like okay it's it's, it's normal now so, okay but, I'm hoping it doesn't go away, and thank God it hasn't gone away. You know, what I mean, every single time, no matter if I'm performing in front of ten people, a hundred people, one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand people, bro, I get shaky. And mm-hmm. I remember I performed at a, a sold out show. I um, I opened up for uh, Ja Rule and Ashanti. Oh shit! Oh my God, bro, I was nervous <laughs> as hell, man. I was nervous, bro, mm-hmm. just cause it's like it's, it was a lot of like older cats too I mean they listen to you know, yeah, yeah. And Ashanti and yeah. so I was just like oh man am I gonna do this correctly or this and that but yeah it was a good show so that's dope yeah. where was it at it was at the the Fox Theater in Pomona oh, okay nice and it was it was crazy because just I remember um I just remember like 2015 um one of my first not actually not not a first hip-hop show but I, I saw Schoolboy Q with my friends mm. 15 or 16 but um after the show I told my guys I was like yo I'm gonna perform here one day, you know what I mean? And then 2017, you know, they're like, oh, we're looking for a, a an opener for PNB Rock, and I was like, yo, I fucks with PNB Rock, bro. Yeah. Like, I, and then that's how I met 80 and them, bro. Like, Cam- oh yeah, yeah, we all linked up. Uh, we just met that day, and then uh, we we exchanged numbers, and ever since we've been like tight, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so it, that's why I don't know. I I love the networking and connection and yeah. the people that you meet, you know, and so yeah, and you just keep. You grow a bond. Mm-hmm. Now we're playing Warzone sometimes online, <laughs> and shit like that. So, and I think it's cool to see how like other creatives think, you know, yeah. like other because you guys are all creators, you guys are all artists. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, but you guys have such different processes and how you got right. about things, and right, exactly. Even with the podcast, like I draw different inspiration from artists or mm-hmm. painters, you know, all right, kinds right. of different people, you know, that not not even doing podcasts, but I'm just like, oh, like I can somehow incorporate it mm-hmm. in this, you exactly. know, exactly, right, right, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. yeah bro I've always just thought of like doing a podcast as well but it's just like damn I don't know what the hell like I would talk about it you know yeah I want to kind of do like a mukbang you know what that is yeah yeah, yeah. Eating, <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just me and by some homies just like we're eating some like wings or like shrimps or whatever and yeah just, you know what I mean like just, some boiling just talk. yeah bro I don't know that sounds dope yeah I, don't know. I feel like it's I, not I'm new, too messy even eater though <laughs> you know what I mean like I couldn't do it <laughs> the mic would just pick up all this smack <laughs> in the lips and, and it turned into ASMR you know like, oh man <laughs> so going back to what you said like you can't see yourself doing anything mm-hmm. else on this world other than making music mm-hmm. like at what age did you kind of realize that for you uh right so possibly probably like I, I'd say in high school bro in high school um 
just another backstory. I, I used to go to Redlands High School my freshman sophomore year. That was back in like 20, 2009 till about 2011. And then 2011, I moved to Upland. And then that's when I started my junior year at Upland High School, and I hated it. Mm. I didn't like it. I just wanted to go back with my friends and whatnot. But I'm th- I, like, I'm thankful that I stayed in Upland, you know, because um, it had more shit to do than than in Redlands High School. Mm-hmm. Lots of talent shows, and that's when I mm. first kind of just got the feel of performing solo, mm-hmm. you know. And so I did a talent show, and I was just like, whoa, like this is dope. And yeah. ever since, I just kept doing talent shows. Nice. Talent shows. I've opened up for like. Um, like the school hip hop shows and stuff like that, you know, and yeah, I loved it. Damn, that's you dope. Know? And so ever since, it's just like, yo, I want to keep doing this. Were you never sent to? Oh in yeah, your performances for sure. All right, for sure. Every performance, man, like I get nervous no mm-hmm. matter what, you know. There are some performances where I'm just kind of like, oh, it's, you know, what I mean, it's a small show. Mm-hmm. But then even then, if it's like, like I said, I mean, ten people, fifteen people in the crowd, I'll still get nervous, you know. Yeah. But, just probably not as big as, you know what I mean, like a bigger crowd, so. Mm-hmm. Right on. Now, you mentioned your Indonesian background earlier. Do you mm-hmm. have, have you thought about either like performing out there or do you like have a fan base out there? Like how do you spread your music to Yeah, you know, no, all, all in due time, all in due time. Uh, so that's why I say that this, um, the quarantine was actually like a pro for me. A pro, there are pros and cons for sure, but one of the biggest pros is that like, um, uh, I wanted to reach back out to Indonesia and kind of build a supporting base out there and so i told my brother that back in like 2019 and then when covid actually hit you know i was like damn i was stuck no shows no mm-hmm. nothing studios everything was closed so i was like damn what, what am i gonna do so um i'm just put a little game out right now but um what i've been doing is every post that i post if it's a video i i, I utilize the instagram promotion mm-hmm. and some people are like oh that's basically buying likes and shit like that but it's really not Mm-mm. because you're, you're buying promotion you, you're utilizing you're utilizing what instagram is giving you yeah you know what i'm saying so i always use a promotion so i promote it but not to here i promote it promote it out there oh, I'll put okay. all the big cities out there jakarta indonesia bali indonesia you know surabaya and just indonesia mm-hmm. um one of my old videos and then this rapper hit me up he saw it he's like yo dope what flame emojis and so i, <laughs> I was like oh shit his name was Ben Ben Utomo. He's a he's a Indonesian rapper who signed under uh, Def Jam Indonesia out oh, there in Universal. So I contacted him. I was like, "Yo, bro, what's up?" He's like, "Yo, what's up?" We started talking, and then I got a feature from him. Nice. And so from there, I started to build my network back home. You know what I mean? While mm-hmm. I'm over here, which is crazy. And now I have good listeners back home, and they they support me. So anything that I post, whatever, and now I just you know, yeah. but still I still do it. No matter what song, like it, like Kale and I have a song coming up. Uh, hopefully we're gonna release it next month, and so I'm for sure gonna just send it back over there. Nice, because I like like again like we live in a social media world, so it's like don't focus on just where you're at. Focus where you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like why not? So it's like just say you don't have to be like from a specific country. It's just say like if you were born here, okay, like you're not from anywhere else, but try to like send your shit out to france try to send your shit out to spain try to you know what i mean who knows yeah. you, know, you might build a following over there and they that's might a, that's the power of the internet yeah, you know and not not that many people think about that because it's just like oh i'm trying to just make it out my whatever but it's like it's not how it works man like nowadays you can just live well off of streamings you know what i mean just yeah. stream money and like you know what I mean? a couple two thousand a month or whatever three thousand and then so on gets bigger and bigger so mm-hmm. i don't know that's so i'm just trying it out yeah but I'm thankful that it's been working for me. So now I have like 
listeners in in Indonesia and Malaysia and Singapore and you know what I mean so and the craziest shit was when I I I worked with another Indonesian guy his name was uh, Pretty Rico and we dropped a song called 62 which is the area code for Indonesia mm. but the biggest country that listened to it was in Japan oh. and I was just like what you know what I mean yeah. so it was dope bro cuz it was just like it was just so weird you know mm-hmm. it went like Japan Indonesia then the United States and I was just like wow Nice. Now you gotta have a yeah. J- Japanese area code all on the song. All in due time, you know. So <laughs> yeah. all in due time. So, but God willing, one day when I do go back, I was telling the guys, I was like, you know, if I do go back, the first thing I'm gonna do for sure is like visit my grandma's grave. I wanna just visit her. Mm. But then second, I wanna throw a show out there because mm. they will for sure be accepting of just outsiders, Americans coming into the, their country and mm-hmm. back home and just you know what I mean doing a show. I don't know. So I just have so many ideas, but it's just all in due time, mm-hmm. you know. So. What would you say is one, you can say, like, common misunderstanding from, like, Indonesian culture? Because, I mean, I feel like growing up here, at least in Orange County, a lot of Vietnamese, a lot of Korean, mm. uh, a lot of Chinese people. But I haven't met a whole lot of Indonesian. So mm. I guess what would you say from your personal experience, like, what misunderstanding do people have about Indonesian culture? Um, I don't know. I w- Hmm. I'm, I'm not really too sure I mean, we look like Filipinos mm-hmm. so, <laughs> some, some, some people say you know oh you're Filipino I'm like no I'm Indonesian you know what I mean okay. some, some of us look Hispanic like uh, I get that my brother looks Hispanic a lot sometimes okay. like, you know I don't know but that's I don't know but oh um, a fact that Indonesia is actually like 90% Muslim we, we, we are a, a huge Muslim country so when people think of Islam they think of Arabs. They think yeah. of long beards and, you know what I mean? And just Arabs, bro. Yeah. But they look like me, bro. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, we have the, the, the biggest populated, like, Muslim country is Indonesia. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Not that many people know that, but it's just a fact right there. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. When, when was uh, Ramadan already passed this year then, right? Yeah, yeah. Ramadan was um, April this year, right? I don't know. I forgot. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. April, yeah. May, or something like that. Is that something you've practiced ever since you were a child? Then? Yeah, yeah, man. I remember when we were kids, we we kind of um, when when you're when you're little, parents don't force the kids to to fast. You know, just whenever they're ready. And so, but sometimes we'd fast till about like noon, and then we break our fast. But mm. as soon as you get older, for sure, you'd have to try to just do the whole thing. But I remember, um, excuse me, me, my brother, my friend, my brother, my friend, and I, we used to um. We used to bullshit it, bro. Like as bad as it sounds, because we used to skate, and so mm. you know, I tell my parents, "Oh yeah, we, yeah, we're fasting," and then we'd skate and get thirsty. And it's like mm. ah shit, and so we'd go to like Rite Aid and buy Arizona and actually <laughs> break our fast, and then come back home, act like we didn't break our fast, and mm. yeah. So, but I mean, <laughs> we were kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's now it's like you know, I try to just be in the zone through it all so yeah that's gotta be tough you know especially skating you, right. you're sweating a lot you're yeah. falling a lot you it's just... it's it's hard bro because uh, not that many people know but like during ramadan you can't even drink water right right yeah. and so um i remember uh pe in high school and middle school you know you have to do the mile runs and you have to swim and you get tired bro yeah. and so and and there are some days where i'm just like man i'm trying to break my fast but i just mm-hmm. kept it you know what i mean just yeah. dug it out bro <laughs> so <laughs> just kept going but yeah it was it was hectic i'm glad that like I don't have to go through that again, but I know there's kids out there who, who are going through that, you know, during Ramadan. It's just like, man, I wish... I mean, now I know that uh, they they have, like, some alternative for kids who are doing Ramadan and 
like they just have to like write an essay or whatever and oh shit okay yeah. That yeah. sucks though. I'd rather just run. <laughs> like, I mean, I'd rather swim or something. I'd get thirsty, but I'd yeah. rather do that than like write an essay. Like, <laughs> MPE, right? Yeah, yeah, for real. It's like what? All right. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the whole point of Ramadan and that fast is to like practice your discipline, correct? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, correct. It, it, it's, it's. Uh, so, so in that month of Ramadan, you have to stay away from not just food, you know, um, but also you have to, you know, can't smoke. You can't can't have sex. Mm. You can't just anything that um, that gives us kind of like a what's the word I'm looking for? Like not satisfaction, kind of you know on mm. this earth. But and so just kind of just humble yourselves and also kind of like it really teaches you to humble yourself as well, you know, and kind of like uh, understand how people who really don't have it feel. Mm. You know, there are some kids in like other countries who wake up starving and mm-hmm. d- don't know what to eat and don't have nothing to eat and you know what I mean they gotta do something and and sometimes we're over here complaining about the slightest shit yeah, oh, man, yeah. I don't have I don't have food but then it's like there's there's we still have some bread in the like yeah pantry, we got bread like, and bologna yeah something <laughs> like that so it's like you know yeah it really teaches you a lot bro um it humbles me down for sure mm-hmm. so that was one I had a I had a friend in high school I still friends with him mm-hmm. but he, I met him through high school, and I remember, like, right after high school, he asked, like, our group of friends to fast with them mm-hmm. for a weekend. Remember, that was, like, a dope experience, like, just yeah. going through that. <laughs> That's and, crazy. You know. That's personal. He kind of, like, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of drew that from him, too. Like, yeah. Um, you know, I started getting into that, too. Like, all right, catch me next year. I got you. I'm oh, yeah. No, I, I took him to the mosque on Friday, too. Okay. Just recently, yeah, bro. Yeah. So, but. Yeah. That's what's up. I think that's, like, important, you know, even... Like, I, I just think stuff like that, like, getting to know other people's cultures mm-hmm. is huge, too. I mean, you look at, like, all the, the racial shit that people have been going through this past year that we've seen on social media. I think it's a lot of it is just because there's a lack of perspective, you know? And some people are so secluded into their own, whatever race or ethnicity or religious group they are part mm-hmm. of, they're so secluded into theirs. So right. that they all automatically think of other groups as, like, bad. Right, because right. they don't know. They never lived next to a Latino or next mm-hmm. to a Muslim. Or, right, right. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. It's just also like how the Western media portrays oh, yeah, individual that's true. groups, you know? Yeah. Because, like, you know, like, that's, like, one of my biggest issues. It's like, bro, like, Western media, like, the media portrays Muslims as terrorists and this and that, and they always align Islam with, like, Al-Qaeda or Islam with yeah. whoop-de-whoop, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, but they never correlate christianity with the kkk you know what i mean so or it's even like the, or those was things founded. yeah yeah i was really founded yeah i was just talking about that yeah the crusades too yeah you mean? it's crazy yeah and they, yeah. They, they 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 kill and like you know what i mean and like burn the cross and i'm just like bro like i don't know and they they, they see like a, a muslim woman with a hijab mm. and they they oh you're she's oppressed yeah but then they see a nun who's covered and it's yeah. like oh she's so devoted to a religion <laughs> but it's just like bro that's so backwards like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. In Islam, we don't force nothing on anybody. Mm-hmm. If the girl doesn't want to wear the hijab, she doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. If she's ready, then she she wears it. You know what I mean? But no nobody. If the if if her parents or her dad forces her to wear the hijab, that's his fault. Mm. You can't force nobody. You can't force anything down someone's throat. Like even religion itself. You know. And I was just telling uh, the homie yesterday. Like it's it's funny sometimes how like the people who claim to be most religious are the most judgmental. Oh hell yeah! You know what I mean, yeah. It's like oh, you're going to hell and this and that, but it's like man, just let them live their life, man. If if you're really living your life by your religion and by the book, you know not to say those things. Mm-hmm. You know just to just live life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just as long as 
just live yourself live your own life and don't even worry about what other people are doing you know mm-hmm. like and, and if if they want to do this and that let them let them be so yeah. it doesn't affect you so like why should you trip out on what they do so mm-hmm. it's just how i see things yeah and i think too at the end of the day regardless of what religion you are like a lot of people have similar you know individual goals but also like group think goals too mm-hmm. you know what i mean like we're not too different than the person sitting across from right. us that has a different religion you right. know exactly at the end of the day we're all like have similar ideas in mind not mm-hmm. super similar but you know what i mean right right yeah so yeah that's crazy it is crazy Damn, we got deep quick <laughs> <laughs> we like to do that here from time to time <laughs> i feel that that's dope Go- going back to your music man what, mm-hmm. what else do you have coming out in the year 2021 um i just shot a video on wednesday for an upcoming single that ko and i ro- are about to release in mm-hmm. july um and then after that i might not, not i might but i'm gonna drop an album mm-hmm. and this album is gonna be actually just um filled with just Indonesian features like Indonesian oh, artists okay. and so I'm gonna call it the Indonesia versus everybody hey and so, okay um, and it's also just a way to kind of like bridge the gap between Indonesia and here in the states yeah you know um, have people out there basically kind of bring their music over here while I try to market myself out there as well mm. you know so it, it's really it's like a just a marketing tactic that I'm trying to utilize, you know? Yeah, so. that's dope. It's, it's from your roots, too. You're not doing it for, like, a bad reason. Mm-mm. You mean, you're not, like, an outsider trying to right, right. do that, this and that and the other. That's tight. Yeah. Okay. So that's, right. that's really it that I'm focusing on. Um, I'm just going to do the album and then maybe a couple music videos and who knows from there. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so I don't know, man. It's just I can't feel stagnant for too long mm-hmm. or else I get just, like, into my head. And that's why that's kind of, like, the reason why I kind of give myself a break last week because I was just always I felt stagnant I was always in the studio and I didn't you know what I mean mm-hmm. I was like man I want to do something different yeah and so that's why and it was just random too like um when we shot the video on Wednesday I told Ko like yo let's just shoot a video Wednesday <laughs> alright fuck it let's go you yeah know, so we just did it yeah and that's I think that's what for at least the creative output in my experience like you need to live life you know you can't be so structured you can't have like the same I, I'm a person who doesn't like routine mm-hmm. and I turn a certain extent you know what I mean like there's certain things I do want to do routinely before I go to bed or mm-hmm. wake up or whatever but on a day to day basis like if I have the same thing like Monday through Friday or whatever Tuesday through Sunday like that'll drive me crazy right. you know I, I like to to go out and do just random shit right. wake up one day and be like I don't have any plans and then someone hits me up and it's like alright we're doing that today exactly. you know and that's why like I feel like me personally I can't that's why I, I tell you, like, this music is the only thing that I love doing because I just say if I were to just continue and pursue, like, a business career or whatever, it's just, like, I'm a, it's just going to be a, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, no disrespect to my friends who are in those fields, and I have friends who are, like, nurses and, and mm. just doctors, but it's just, like, man, like, I don't know. I wouldn't like that, you know? I just I just have hella just goals in my head, man, like, like in dreams of just that one day, like, one day... Um, I, I wake up in a new city every single day and hey, you know do yeah. tours or something like that mm-hmm. you know wake up in like Houston one day oh yeah I got a show tomorrow in New York or something you know so it's <laughs> something different like I don't know mm-hmm. it's just always a goal of mine okay shit do you have any like dream venues to perform at? uh for sure I mean around my area around the area of like SoCal I'm not trying to boast but I've pretty much touched the ones that I've already wanted to perform you know I've, mm. I've always wanted to perform at the observatory the Novo 
the Glass House in Pomona, the Fox Theater in Pomona, and I've performed, you know, at all these places that I've told myself, like, I'm going to perform here one day, and I did it. And mm-hmm. so, But for sure, like, I mean, man, one day, God willing, the Honda Center, I'm talking arenas now, you know what yeah. I mean? So MSG, bro, yeah. like, man, like, I don't know. That would be crazy, just, just arenas and the form, like in Inglewood or something. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. If you can visit like any city in the world, where would you want to go? Any city in the world. Uh, I want to visit Mecca, mm. the, the holy city in Islam. Yeah, mm. I, I want to. I what, just want to. What country is that in? In Saudi Arabia. Saudi, okay. Yeah, I want to uh, visit Mecca for sure, and then. But aside for that, aside from that, I mean, you know, I want to visit like Paris, mm. um, Italy. I don't know, just just a lot, man. Mm-hmm. I want to go out and just travel one day too. You know, mm-hmm. one of my main goals in life is just to go out and travel and see the world because the world is huge, bro. And some people just if you just stick in your your city or just state, you know, mm-hmm. like you're missing out on life. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I get that. Like right now. Like, me personally, like, my funds aren't there, mm-hmm. you know, but God willing, one day for sure, I want to travel. Like, I want to I wanna just go out and do something with my family or friends, you know. Even even just, like, trips, like, like go to Big Bear with the homies or, yeah. or go to Vegas, and that's always fun to me, you know, mm-hmm. and so. San Diego's San another Diego, place that's, like, close, yeah. you know. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I don't know, go up north to, like, San Francisco or Oakland mm-hmm. again or something, so. Yeah. It's dope. I, that's that was one thing I, 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 I'm glad I did too because I went to community college first but after that I transferred to Sacramento State oh, shit. I never lived anywhere else other than here in Orange mm-hmm. County and um, Sacramento was a whole different experience you know and I heard, spending bro. three years there was like probably some of the better years of my life and Damn. just experiencing a different culture but I, going back to like the financial things I think that's what's tough like you know for kids mm-hmm. because you know depending on what financial situation they grew up obviously the rich kids get to travel mm-hmm. more the poor kids right. don't so they, right. they're more trapped into their environment. They have that hood mentality because right. they never leave the hood, you know? And so it's, it's kind of like, that's kind of a bummer to see, you know? No, but that's facts, yeah. definitely like leaving the Sacramento was a huge eye opener for me too, you know? Cause, mm-hmm. And then like the Bay Area is not too far from Sacramento. So I made not plenty of trips to the Bay, Tahoe, uh, Yosemite a few times, Chico, Humboldt, you know what I mean? Like places like that. So yeah, it was just like, it's cool places that, you know, they seem so far away when, like when you're a kid, mm-hmm. but then you're like, you know, it's like, oh, it's only a four or five hour drive. And you're like, all right, I can yeah. do that, you know? Damn, that's crazy. That's dope, bro. Mm-hmm. I bet the environment f- for sure was different. You know what I mean, the air was different. Yeah, yeah. it was fresher and yeah, low key, bro, you know. For sure, it wasn't for sure. as uh, what do you call that? The smog mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't all there all the time, but yeah, yeah. That because like I remember um, when I was in college as well. Um, I was part of a umoja umoja, which was, it was a, it's a Kiswahili word for unity, mm. and it's a it was originally like a, a, a club for African American students, mm. but um. It was dope because, like, um, my brother and I, we were, like, the only Asians there. And my brother was actually the president of the club, bro, <laughs> And um, for our factory at our college. And so mm-hmm. um, we we had hella trips, like, up north. We went to Oakland, visited San Francisco, uh, Sacramento, and you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just for, like, conferences and stuff like that. And I was thankful enough to, like, I, I, I'm grateful that I joined the club as well because of the free trips that I get to go on, you know? <laughs> like, we got to go on these trips for free, you know? And Damn. so, um, and they gave us, like, money to spend out there, too, which was even, like, a plus at that, bro. Dang. So I was like, damn, you Especially know? some college kids? Yeah, man. And we was, <laughs> man, the first night in Oakland, we was, man, walking the streets of Oakland. And I remember uh, 
our advisor, super, uh, they were like, yo, don't don't walk around Oakland. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Bro, we didn't care. Bro. So <laughs> yeah. It hit like 9 p.m. Everybody was like in their rooms, bro. We all like, all right, yo, sync up. Da-da-da-da. You know what I mean? Everybody was outside, bro. Nice. From different schools, too. And that was dope because we met from people from like um, Sacktown. We met people from San Diego. That mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just all around uh, Cali. And it mm-hmm. was just dope. It was, I just, I love shit like that. I love meeting new people and like networking. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's like, that's where, even like comparing that to like fraternities, that's why people mm-hmm, are so drawn to that because then like if you join that fraternity, you can connect to any other right. school right. that had that fraternity and, you know, different areas right. and stuff like that, you know? Possibly, I'll probably the parties too. Yeah, that's too. Yeah, of <laughs> course. Too. A big part of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the parties. But you mean yeah. like any, any sort of club right. that has like multiple chapters at different schools and stuff, I think that's yeah. like the cool aspect of it, you know? It's like oh yeah like you went you did this at here school like right. oh I did this at this school and yep. then there's just that instant connection the instant bond it's kind of like being part of your tribe you know yeah true yeah true. Yeah. yeah it's dope man I sometimes miss college but I'm gonna go back for sure um, these days like sometimes I I'm not gonna lie I do feel kind of like a loser sometimes just because mm. it's like I'm 26 now bro and I don't even have like a, a degree or anything you know what I mean mm-hmm. but then I know I don't know I, I know not to just beat myself up just because I don't have a degree, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some of the most successful people, they don't have degrees, and but it's just like, I can't just base it off that, but you know what I mean? It's just on your drive. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I only have one more uh, class to go. I just need one more math class, and I never finished it, but I might go back. Uh, I wanted to finish it, but um, I was actually supposed to graduate like back in 2020 or 2019, mm-hmm. but um, COVID hit, and then... I can't do online classes, yeah. especially math class. Like, fuck that, man. Mm. Like, I got to be, like, in person. I like the physical interaction with the teacher, you know what I mean? And, like, yo, like, teach me how to do Like, you know, mm-hmm. show me how to do On this. On the whiteboard and everything. Yeah, for, yeah. for reals, bro. Because, like, I don't know. How, I salute the kids, man, who, like, in quarantine, like, they're going through, like, all that. Yeah, that's just tough. It's it's hard, bro. I Me, personally, it's just like, man, that's not me at all, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd, I'd get sidetracked quick. I'd play my video games or whatever. So. Yeah, that, I think that's what was, like, a huge thing that we'll see how far that sets back, like, future generations. Because mm-hmm. I was working at the Garden Grove Unified School District um, for the better path, like, past three years. But, I mean, there was, like, kindergartners, you know, this past school year had to learn their ABCs and shit on Zoom, you know? Like, yeah. that's crazy, like... That doesn't even make sense. You know what I mean yeah. like they're five, six years old? Like how they're supposed to learn yeah, anything? Attention like, how... span is not even there yet. You know and, what I mean? And that, and like they probably don't even know how to type. You know, yeah, like they don't know how to turn on shit by their themselves. And what if they had both parents that worked? Mm-hmm. What if they don't have a spot at home? They could like, you know, have reliable Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. If they have big families, you know what I mean? Like the right. Wi-Fi is all getting used up by four or five different kids. So I mean, there's a lot of challenges, man. I feel bad. There was a lot of because I coached at the football, the high school football team over there. Oh, dope, so, dope. So I mean, there was a lot of kids who. You know, straight B, straight, not straight A, but like really good grade mm-hmm. students. You know, kids that get good grades, but now all of a sudden they're like in threat of being ineligible because just online wasn't working for them. Right. You know, I'm just like I get it. You know, like I wish the CIF rules were a little bit more lenient towards you guys, yeah, especially yeah. during COVID. You know, yeah. online schooling, but sometimes it is what it is. But it's just like damn, yo, like I would hated it too. You know, right. yeah. I mean, school is a business. It really is. <laughs> mm-hmm. College is a business. To me, it's a scam. To be honest with you, you know, you. It's weird that like, the first two years of like college, you have to just retake all this bullshit ass class that you've been taking your whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, t- typical math class, science, mm-hmm. English, history. Yeah. To me, it's just like, man, why can't you just like, why can't a music 
student just focus on music classes mm-hmm. why, once you know he gets I mean? in yeah kind of like you know like people who are trying to become nurses they, they legit focus on their shit mm-hmm. they're not forced to take no music class mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i don't know to me i don't know i mean if they chose to then yeah, yeah but to me it's just like damn dude like mm-hmm. i don't know that's always just like uh. yeah and i honestly think like they should probably start that like earlier too in high school yeah i think not every kid knows what they want to do in high school but by a certain age you can kind of get like more specific right you know I mean and, and if if you know, by eighth, ninth grade, you could tell these kids aren't good at math, and like, why, why force them to take math and just yeah. like teach them to be good at something else? All four years again you know? in high school, take math again, and you know, what I mean, all these. Mm-hmm. I don't know, bro. Yeah, it's, it's weird, but I don't we're not know. teaching to their strengths. We're just teaching right. them the generic shit. You know, right. like I, I, you know, this whole day I didn't have to do an equation. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 dude. I, that's what I always thought. Like, dude, like the kids always ask me, like, you ever use math? Like, yeah. in your adult life, it's like, nah, like just I mean, basic subtraction, yeah, addition, that's, it, that's right? it. Multiplication, whatever, but it's like, man, I don't gotta know what the circumference of this is or like, you know, y equals mx. I don't, yeah. yeah. Nah, it's all bad. I will say this though, I mean, you mentioned that the whole college thing, mm-hmm. you know, I, I felt dumb for going to college, getting a degree, and then like still kind of not knowing what I'm doing. Like, not having a plan in set mm-hmm. afterwards. Right. So, I mean, and, and I think, you know, there's different factors for both you and I and why we feel that way. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's just a lot of times outside pressures, you know, True. outside society. They tell us, whether it's your parents, right. the school system or whatever, you know, they're like, oh, you got to go to school. You got to get your degree. And it's like, all right, well, I got my degree. Like, now what? You know, like, right. all right, you know. See, and that's, so, that's the thing, too, bro, because, like, just because you have your degree, sometimes it's like it's not for sure that you'll get the job or the career that you want. Yeah. You know, um, like I have some friends who who got their degrees but still working at Starbucks or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Brothers and like no offense to them, but it's just like that's not what they want to do. They wasted all that time and money, and now they got to pay off all these loans. And, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it, it's just crazy. It's like why you know? Mm-hmm. I don't. I like it, it. Baffles me to be honest with you because. You're wasting all this time, and and you don't, you you're not getting the proper job that you got, you mm-hmm. know, and that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Like I know some friends as well who, a friend of mine, a close friend of mine, he um, he didn't he didn't go to college, so he just applied to work at Wells Fargo. He started off as a teller, and then he became a banker. Mm. And I was like, bro, salute to you, dope. But then it's like, you have kids in college who are taking accounting classes and all this and that just to be where he's at Mm -hmm. but it's like bro these guys are spending all their time and you know i mean money while he just applied and he now he kind of worked his way up yeah it's all about experiences yeah because you can have all this shit you can have all the degree but if you don't have the experience then it's like bro we're not gonna take you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so where's your experience exactly same with music you know what i mean like you can you can oh i'm the shit but it's like okay what what do you what have you done what are your experiences what 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 are like the albums you dropped or the song or the video or this and that you know the the stage or something like that you know Mm -hmm. is this i don't know life is just all about experiences and that's why i feel like some people it's just all about experiences and also networking Mm -hmm. Um, there was a there was a keynote speaker uh, when when I was in uh, UCLA for Emoja, and this dude he was like a he was a he was a hood guy you know what I mean like <laughs> and he was gangbanging and he he changed his whole life three sixty and he he told us he was like as cliche it was a cliche quote but he was like you know it's not about what you know it's not about who you know but it's about who knows you mm. and he was like you know I can say that I know Barack Obama but does Barack Obama know me? Uh, and yeah, I always yeah. I always kept that Damn. into heart, you know? So that's yeah. why, like, everywhere where I go, no matter no matter where it is I go, like a networking event or a party, club, whatever, 
not not club. I'm just anything like networking, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I at least want to have like leave the room with at least like one to like ten people to know who I am. Like, yeah. yo, I'm Reggie. You know what I mean? So yeah. I want people to like, oh shit, what's up, man? Da da da. You know what I mean? So like, as soon as I leave the room, it's like they know who I am. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I always, it's always these little bullshit ass quotes that <laughs> stick with me, bro. And I I hate quotes, but like I love it too. Yeah. I hate like. Gary V quotes, all those <laughs> successful quotes, and yeah. it's just so cliche to me, bro. But there's some that always just hits to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like another one, my friend Kevin, he always tells me, you know, surround yourself with people that don't need you. And at mm. first, I'm like, man, what the fuck do you mean by that? You know? But I start to realize it's like surround yourself with people that don't constantly rely on you. Mm-hmm. Like, say you're in a, a a group or whatever, like football, or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's doing their part, and everybody is just perfect on their own. But if you guys get together, you can kind of become better. Yeah. But if if this person is constantly relying on this person, or you know what I mean, like a group project, yeah. five of you guys and everybody's always constantly relying on you, it's like, man, what the fuck, you know what I mean, like, mm. you know. But if everybody did their part, it'd be solid. Okay. You know, so it's just I those like that, little yeah. quotes that it sticks with me, man. I don't know why. Yeah, I think the the best quote I heard during the, the pandemic that really stuck with me is like, we have two eyes, two ears, and one mouth. We should be doing twice as much listening and observing than we should speaking and I was like oh, oh that's I'm gonna keep that to heart <laughs> yeah, that so was, was nice yeah so I was like damn okay oh like, that's nice yeah so I really damn. that one really resonated with me for sure damn yeah that's dope <laughs> <laughs> that was dope that's really <laughs> alright before we wrap damn. things up man um, I do like to ask these fun more introspective oh, questions oh yeah no for sure for sure yeah so first question I wanna ask you if you could talk to any five people dead or alive who would you wanna speak with the most uh my grandma Okay. My grandma's one. Um, my uncle, actually, two two of my uncles, they passed away last year as well. Mm. Um, so that's three. Damn. If I can talk to anyone, mm-hmm. man, I, I don't know, bro. There's a lot of people that I would like, love to talk to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would love to like chat with like. The Prophet Muhammad, like just okay. you know, what I mean, like yeah. in, like in the Islam perspective, and kind of meet him, God willing, one day, you know, in heaven. <laughs> so I don't know, but there's just a lot, bro. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> all right, that's fair. My bad. <laughs> that's just way. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. All right, all right. You know, but <laughs> if you could have any topping on a pizza, what would it be? Oh man, I I I'm a cheese guy all the way, but uh, I I love. Uh, I'm also a pineapple on pizza type of guy. So okay. I don't know. You like pineapple on pizza or no? I'm no. not a fan. <laughs> no judgment here. You know no, I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> no, I like pineapple on pizza. Chicken, pineapple, jalapenos. Oh, fire. Ooh, okay. Yeah. That's actually, I like the jalapeno. Yeah, the jalapeno. I mean, jalapeno cheese is fire too. Just, I'm very just simple when it comes to pizza. I'm not really, you know, okay. like all that blaze pizza. It's, like, <laughs> eh, it's too much going on. Okay, too many options. Mm-hmm. All right. If you could be reincarnated to any animal, what would it be? Ooh. I'd want to be a dog. Okay. Any kind of dog specifically or just a dog in general? Just, uh, I, I love big dogs. So whether it's like a, a border collie or um, a golden retriever, or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? All right. Just big fluffy dogs. <laughs> I just love them. Shedding all your hair and yeah, shit. Yeah, for real. <laughs> all right. If you were stranded on an island, but food and water provided, what are three things you'd like to bring to pass the time? And you could package things together. So like studio equipment could be one. Oh, shit. Yeah. For sure, studio equipment. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Wait, wait, food and drinks too, or is that yeah, food and water is oh, already, already there. Already there? Oh, shit. oh shit. Okay, studio equipment. Um, is that including my laptop? Yeah, you can count that. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, and then I'll have my phone. <laughs> okay. I gotta have my Carmex, bro. Your Carmex? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my, my lips get, <laughs> bro, my lips get chat quick, bro. I legit can't leave. I, I can't. I legit can't leave the um, my house without my phone and my Carmex. Mm. <clears throat> legit, like I don't know, like you know what I mean, like. Yeah. Okay. The essentials, man. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. I can't leave without that. So. All right. Yeah. Cool. Last question: If you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? Um, damn. If I can give an advice to my younger self, just keep going. Yeah. As cliche as that sounds, just keep going. You know what I mean? Um, just spend more time doing what you love instead of just wasting it. Because mm-hmm. that's that's legit. One of my biggest regrets is like, um, you know, back then I'd always just spend time. I would just waste my time instead of whether it was like instead of like writing music, I'd play video games, and mm-hmm. you know, I'd just waste more time on stuff that's not my career I mean back then it was you know what I mean yeah. it was all fun but yeah man if, if if I knew the knowledge I knew now I don't know how to say it but you get what I'm saying like if I yeah. knew the, if I knew the knowledge if I had the knowledge I knew now back then or something like that I'd probably be like different and okay. I'd you know yeah, hell yeah. maneuver a certain way and so mm-hmm. yeah alright cool well before you go go ahead and plug whatever else you got coming up where people can find you on social media where they can find your music right. and so on and so forth bet, bet. Um, my website is www.reggilevy.com uh, my Instagram's Reggilevy my YouTube's Reggilevy everything just Reggilevy you can actually just google it and it'll pop up um my album's gonna come out hopefully this year. Okay. Um, and then I have an upcoming single with KO in July. All so, right. Yeah. And my recent single uh, called Game, featuring my friend Kai. Mm-hmm. We just released it last month. So. All right. Awesome, man. Best of luck to you with everything, yeah, and hope you, to have buddy. you on again in the future. Thank you. Man. <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Boom. That's gonna wrap it up for another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. I'm Noah Alvarez. Hey, don't forget to hit that like, that subscribe, that follow button. Regardless of what platform we're on, you're listening on, because we're on all of them. We're on Google Play, yes. We're on SoundCloud, yes. We're on Spotify. Best believe we're on Apple Podcasts. Oh, and hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a rating and review. It helps new listeners get a gauge on what the show is all about. So I greatly appreciate it. And of course, if you want to find other ways to support the podcast at my period Mike and period I on Instagram. I, you know what, man, I got to do a better job of promoting those stickers on there. Regardless, we have stickers, and I'm willing to give those away if you are interested, so feel free to DM me. Also, did want to say, you can follow me on Twitter, at underscore Noah Alvarez. More of a personal account, but you can see me, or you can, I guess you can follow me to get more content from the podcast, as well as some hip-hop, some sports takes, uh, many other things on that Twitter platform. Also, shout out to True 100 Radio one more time, at T-R-U, the number one. 100radio.com check out their website for articles check out their website for podcasts check out for more radio shows and check out for future events you can also follow 100 radio on instagram and twitter same spelling man a lot of good things to come for True 100 radio shout out to the entire True 100 radio family and shout out to you the listener man and as i always say at the end of every show hope you continue to battle whatever obstacle you may be facing at this current moment i hope you are maintaining a positive attitude. I hope you continue to see the joy 
the good. That's something I've struggled with lately because I constantly look at the bad of every situation. But be a glass half full person. It's not easy. You definitely have to do some work on yourself sometimes. It's not always going to be. Number two, one thing I'll say and add to this. Progress is never linear. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs to progress. That's something I'm learning too, the harsh way. But you know what? It's better to learn now while I'm young than when I'm older. So, hope you continue to battle whatever obstacle you may be facing. Hope you continue to chase dreams, not checks. And hope you never stop seeking knowledge because knowledge really is power. And as you've seen in mass media and and, uh, mainstream media, the masses are getting a lot more knowledge. And you can definitely see the people in power or the people who've constantly held a lot of power over the past few centuries or so. Let's just say they're a little afraid. They are definitely not having it. So knowledge is power. Be sure to stay up on all your knowledge. Be sure to relearn something new each and every day, whether it's about yourself or whether it's about the world that you live in. Anyways, I'm rambling now. I'm going to go ahead and end it. That's episode 157. It's a wrap. Capiche. Ya no mas. I'm Noah Alvarez. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Mama Connect Podcast. I'm signing off.